When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth Shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make Shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. Another day is here, and you're ready for it. What to wear? Check. Breakfast, lunch, and dinner? Check. Planning for what's next and how to save for it? That's where Bank of America can help. For your financial to-dos, Bank of America has experts ready to help get you closer to your goals. Get started at one of our local financial centers or 24-7 in our mobile banking app. Find a location near you at bankofamerica.com slash talk to us. What would you like the power to do? Mobile banking requires downloading the app and is only available for select devices. Message and data rates may apply. Bank of America and a member FDIC. Happy Friday. Welcome. It's the Lori and Julia Show. My talk on one Everything Entertainment. Thank you for joining us. Uh, before we go any further, I have to take care of some personal business. Got to do this. Go, oh, it's birthday. Go, yep. go, go. Go, Alec, it's your birthday. We're going to party like it's your birthday. We're going to zip a cotty like it's your birthday. It's a milestone. Is it 30? Is 30. it 30? Your kids are born close together. Yeah. Molly's four years. Two weeks They're four years apart. Yeah. Yeah. No, but I mean in the same month. Oh, the, yeah, Molly's yeah. April. Yeah, mm-hmm. so I'm, I'm coming to terms with the fact that I have a 30-year-old 30 30 Yeah, that must have been about why my parents were so shocked when I turned 50. They are like, What? Yeah. You so. know, it's like that is kind of a shocker when Are you're 30. Concerned. Yeah. Yeah, I know. Can you believe I'm 50? I can't. I Sometimes so you act I like you're 13. Never, yeah. I know. Really? Like yesterday, like when yesterday. I went out to the fashion show with Boris, my Russian asset doll on my arm. So I go to the Joy Noel. I, your niece, our niece, picks us up, Sophia. And what um, did she think when she first? Well, she just burst out laughing. And she's like, <laughs> I said, I'm trying to keep people from, like, you know, from running into my arm, and I figure I'm going to a fashion show. Camp was just a theme at the Met Gala. And if you can't dress outrageous at a fashion show in this town, where can you get? So I show up. The valet guys don't even look twice at Boris. (laughs) So he's attached to your arm sling for your surgery. Yes, yes, you know. And you can go to Lori and Julia Twitter or go to our Instagram and there's a photo at, it's Lori A-N-D, Julia. I can't believe you posted that. Oh, it's hysterical, Lori. So I get in there and Sarah Rogers is, she can't even believe it. She's just dying laughing. And then I see Myron and then I see Grant, then I see Allie Kaplan and Harmony. Harmony could not make sense of it. Of what you were doing? Why are you doing it? Why is that thing in your, the sling, what happened to you? And I just said, I'm trying to keep people away from this. Well, really, Julia, wearing a little fellow in your sofa arm contraption for shoulder uh, recovery just really brings more people to the arm. So being a ventriloquist might be a good trade? No. Oh, it it, just brought more attention. People wanted to touch it. People wanted to come over and get close, but there were uh, a couple fans, longtime Lori and Julia, Connie Britton, you know who you are and your mom. Hi, Connie. And then we also know Isabella, one of the models in the Joy Noel show, 13 years old. She and her mom come and listen to us at the fair every year. Like since Isabella's, you know, quite young. And now Isabella walking wearing this like amazing tool ruffled coat joy's show was really how was it it was amazing and she also did some 
You know that shiny, slippery fabric that looks like latex, but it's not? Yeah. But it looks like that. She made like the most incredible skirt. There was this lace one-piece jumpsuit that was beyond beautiful. Just, you know. I was jealous. Yeah, it was really. There were like, there were probably whatever, 30-some looks. But I mean... You know, people really there. There were some very fashionable people there, and I felt quite at home in my leopard print dress and my, you know, Boris, Boris my Russian, Russian asset doll. But I took him out for the show. That was nice. Did Joy ever see you? I, I had him out. I didn't have him because I didn't want to distract the runway no. models. They had every. There's kind of a slippery floor. I just, and I didn't want to like have anybody fall on under my. Danny, account. if I send you the picture, can you post it on our page? Because I feel like I people so. should absolutely know oh, okay. what Boris looked like, yeah. and yeah. Well, sure. and to know what balls, cojones you have, Missy, to wear him out in public. I, could, I left here <laughs> really? last night. I wasn't surprised at all that she did. That. I left here last <laughs> night peeing my pants. I mean, I could, I did pee my. I pants. know you were so oh funny God. yesterday. I thought, how is this? You did pee your pants. We, if I you did. listen to our five mm-hmm. o'clock hour, Donnie, you're going to put it on the replay this weekend. Yeah, yeah. And if yeah. people do on and, demand, and the study, yeah, I don't know. Well, okay, can I just tell you, guy, because I want to hear how your first night at tennis went. Because <laughs> okay. I wonder how the traffic was getting all okay. the way to Bloomington. But I go this morning to get the stitches taken out. I realize I know I don't jack doodly do about this shoulder operation I had. First of all, she's like, "Oh, you're in that thing until you see the doctor, which is June nineteenth." At all times, sleeping with it, everything. This is a hard recovery, Lori. Yeah. No. So June 19th. Okay. And then she goes. So that's a month? Over a month. Over a month. Okay. Over a month. And then she said, uh, you want to see your surgery? And I was like, well, not really, but okay. You know, so she's showing me everything inside. Uh-huh. No, inside. Uh-huh. Looking at the. The muscle that they repaired. The camera. The camera. Right. And she goes, look at those beautiful ball sockets. See how they look like cue balls? <laughs> and I'm like, wow, I've never been complimented on my ball sockets. Oh, for <laughs> God's sakes. It's like her skinny canals oh or narrow God. canals. Now it's the ball, ball socket. socket. Of course, you would get complimented on the insides of your body as but, well as your hair. Yeah. yeah, she goes, she goes, see how that looks like a cue ball? That's just so, and then underneath, and then she was showing me these things. She's like, really nice balls. That's absolutely. <laughs> <laughs> of course, you would get that, Daddy, yeah. right? I know. I know. It's so difficult. Oh, my gosh. I know. It was just like, not a, that was a real unexpected compliment this morning. Of all the things I thought anyone would exactly. say to me, that was not up there. No, that wasn't. I, so. Okay, so I went to tennis. The traffic was nothing, Okay, by the way. I was there so early, I had to go find things to do. Oh, really? And we played a team where I knew... It's a doubles? Yeah, I played doubles. Some people play singles and doubles. I, you know, it's my first time since last year playing for real. And so um, I played with my friend Lisa. We were number two doubles, and we played against Susie Cohen, who's... Husband Steve did our website for Body Perks oh, yes. all those years all those ago. Years ago. Oh, my gosh. And Julie, and they were darling, and I ran into some other people, Jane Levy I knew from high school, and some other people. It was, it's just fun. It doesn't yeah. matter if you stink, which yeah. we got beat 6361, which right. is pretty bad. Yeah. Um, but it's like joining a bowling league, a golf fun. league. It's just a league so that, and it it's is something the, to do. And the competition, the competition, 
competition part of part of it is fun and it will make you a better golfer, you know, a tennis golfer player. Tennis player. Tennis, but whatever, make me whatever. better at bowling. Yeah. But whatever <laughs> league that you join, you know, no one ever expects you to be like really great at no. first or whatever. But it's just kind of fun to get out there because I have some friends who do a golf league like that, you know, yeah. just to get out. Yeah, on a morning golf league. It's you know? just fun. Yeah. It was just fun, and the and it was just we giggled and. Um, you know, I tried to entertain because yeah. I was playing so bad. Yeah. Um, but it was... Was it your feet? Were your feet not moving? Well, this is what happens, I've noticed. Well, yesterday, my my eyelid forgot to... My eyelid forgot to blink on one side. And I'm like, what is wrong with me? Because this eyelid... I've noticed it over the last month. It just kind of forgets to blink every once in a while. And I thought, what is this? Is that because you don't have eyelashes on that side? It is the same eye without the lashes. Yeah, that's why. You're blinking, but you maybe don't know it because you don't have any lashes. No, Lori, it feels stuck. Like it feels like it's stuck. Yeah, well. (laughs) No, I'm dead serious. So when you're walking around (laughs) yesterday with Boris, I'm like, my eyelid's stuck. Well, apparently it's dry eye. Oh, Jennifer right. Aniston oh, yeah. has that. You know, she posed topless for a magazine to talk about aging because, of course, what else does one Should do? I pose with a scarf to talk about dry eye and yes. lack of eyelashes on one eye? Yes, because absolutely. It makes perfect sense. Oh, my God. I a was, strategic scarf. <laughs> I was laughing so hard to my in eyes. A, in a lounge chair in a pool <laughs> holding a tennis racket. Let's let's talk dry eye people. Uh-huh. Let's let's talk about it. and let's talk about the fact when the ball's coming at you, sometimes your feet just don't move. No, that I'm has been like, my experience in I'm tennis. Just like I shocked. just watch it go by. <laughs> I'm like, oh, was I supposed to get that? Oh yeah. A couple of times you just forget to move. Yeah. And so it's it's a re, it's it's a different game. It's more reflexes than just playing hitting. Because with the guy, we just hit from the baseline, hit hit hit. Yeah, yeah. This is completely different. Right. And, it you're was, serving, you're moving I up and serve, back. And, right. You, there was a lot of things we had to do. Oh, I get real <laughs> nervous when I have to play the net. Oh, I'm terrible. Uh, yeah, no, there's I, no one I, worse than me. I play back half court because I thought I'm losing every point. Yeah, because your partner doesn't appreciate it if you just put your racket in front of your face <laughs> and kind of move back and forth. <laughs> no, and if not, the ball hits really, it. No. <laughs> so I thought, oh, it was just fun. I'm really excited about being on the team. Something to do. All fun. right. Well, I'm really excited about uh, our next story because, um, one, this will be the last time we have to talk about it, at no. least on a Friday. Yeah, on a Friday. On a Friday. And, and you don't say half. No, not half. But Watch. just, just I know. But I'm, I'm ready now. Um, but it's our story we can't get enough of. Oh, you do need girls like us, Maroon Five. Okay, so the story, the thing I don't, uh, I'm, I'm so sick of talking about it because we've been talking about it for so long, and then it came back, and then people turned. On the show, and that's Game of Thrones. I just thought we could all enjoy the spectacle. Yes, we haven't gotten as much boobs, but man, have we gotten dragons. And people have just gotten just seriously on their high horse over Game of Thrones and just... I don't know. I just am. T- I'm weary of the criticism. It's it. Well, here's a story in the Washington I've enjoyed Post. It. I'm totally with you on I that. I totally yeah. have loved it. But according to the Washington Post. They're just saying that a million people are disgruntled and have signed that damn thing. Okay, a million people, but I mean, just a, don't read a book. Yeah, I, I don't know. I don't know. I guess there are burn. There are six burning questions that must be answered in Sunday night's episode, and okay. people 
are sounding the, the, the alarm that this is the last show that any of us will ever watch together. And I don't want to believe that because I'm like, well, why would that, why does it have to be that show? Right. You know. It's a cultural phenomenon. It but, is. But it the, mm-hmm. could be the prequel, the same guy. Yeah. You're right. The prequel. You know, We're not giving up on it. So like that, yeah. that alarm, you know, but it is a show right now that we can say, I mean, last night a lot of people watched, you know, The Big Bang Theory. Right. It, Donnie watched yeah. it. Oh, yes. And, you know, that was the ending, but you and I never watched one episode of that. And do we want to hear what Donnie thought about it? I I told Lori before the show, yeah. I, it got 18 million viewers, which is a good number for yeah. network Huge. TV. Great number. And I thought they did a wonderful job. And I even got a little... I got, yeah, I got a I, that's, that's basically what I yeah, read. It was Two very touching and very sweet. That's yes, good. very, that's very awesome. good. So, I, you know, let's hope we get a satisfying, but no matter what, I'm satisfied every week. I thought it was uh, terrific. I We don't pay that much attention, Lori. Some people, this is... So serious. It's so serious. We're not fun. Well, we are not that serious. Right, who are we okay. going to well, talk so about? So this morning on GMA, two fans of the show have learned how to play the theme, th- theme song... By blowing in bottles, like who, who, who? Because that is an elaborate or uh, song. Yes. So listen Mm -hmm. to this. Okay, let's listen. Yes, it is the final countdown for the Game of Thrones. Fans around the world gearing up for Sunday's epic series finale. No one knows who will ultimately sit on the Iron Throne, but these two fans may have a chance. Just take a look at what they've accomplished. I recognize that song. Thomas and Matthew Rhodes told us that recreating the famous theme song took them seven hours to make, one hour for each of the seven kingdoms. The brothers from England filled 25 bottles with different levels of water so they would have the different pitches, and it took 300 takes. Obviously, the song gets stuck in your head, but, you know, to say this final... You want the rest of this, Julia? The rest of the story? Well, yeah, because the story's good. All right, here we go. The episode is highly anticipated is an understatement. According to the Workforce Institute at Kronos, it is estimated that nearly 11 million Americans will call out of work on no Monday. Way. Yes, oh and 27 million will be late or at least distracted because they're going to be looking up what does this mean, why did this happen, adding mm-hmm. up to apparently about $3 billion in lost productivity. <laughs> These numbers we only see the day after the Super Bowl. Oh, Isn't that, I just my thought, gosh. and then they, we got a thing that 10.7 million people will skip work. Yeah, how about that? Okay, well, here are the six questions. All right, what are the good. burning questions? Okay, will Daenerys really rule? Okay, can she be stopped? She's the mother of dragons, okay? Uh, what about uh, Tyrion Lannister, played by Peter Dinklage? Is is, da- is Daenerys going to kill him for his treason? By He released Jamie. You know, so that question has to be answered. Is Bran a hero? Bran, a hero or villain? The, villain? the kid who got pushed out. Yeah, yeah. yeah. That the kid, Raven. the Raven. Will the Starks, Arya, Sansa, Bran, and sort of bro, Jon Snow, will, they've survived betrayal, betrayal. They survived the Night King. Hi, everybody. This is Adriana Trajani. I'm the host of You Are What You Read. I have the privilege of interviewing luminaries of our times about the books that shaped them from childhood until now. We get everybody from Sarah Jessica Parker to Kristen Hanna, Mitch Albom, Susie Essman, Craig Ferguson, Rain Wilson, Amor Tolls, you name it, they come, they share. New episodes of You Are What You Read drop every Tuesday on Apple, Spotify, or any major streaming platform wherever you listen to your podcasts.
I'm Bradley Trainer, And I'm Don McClain. We have a podcast called Blinded by the Item. A blind item is gossip about a celebrity with their name left out. It's a guessing game, and you can play along. The item might be like, this A-list star carries a Birkin bag worth more than the average person's house to the gym to work out. Pretty sure that's J-Lo. And P.S. The person behind all of this is Chris Jenner, LLC. We drop a new episode every weekday so the fun never ends. Blinded by the Item. Listen wherever you get podcasts and watch us on the Blinded by the Item YouTube channel. Well, they live to see peace in the North. Mm-hmm. Okay. Uh, what happens to Drogon, which is the last remaining dinosaur? Okay. What okay. happens to the dragon? And then there's who, not dinosaurs. Or, excuse the dragon, me, dragon. The excuse me. Um, and then who gets the Iron Throne? Right. Those are the yeah. six burning All questions. Because right. that's the only people left. Um, but I mean, yeah, no, those are you uh, could get off on all kinds of other no. uh, tangents because there's so many stories. Like I found myself in a rabbit hole at the beauty salon today, reading how George R. R. Martin, when he was writing the books, he was inspired. A lot of his battle scenes by 15th, 16th century England when the roses, the, the Tudor roses. The War of the Roses? Yes, in England. Uh, yes. Because of how bloody oh, and yeah. big yeah. and huge those battles were oh, with yeah. people from other countries right. coming in. And you were getting, you know, because they're related to the Hanover mm-hmm. in Germany. I mean, it's really, he did a lot of his stuff. He lifted or inspired from British history. Got it. Hmm. Okay, so here is what we know about the finale. Yeah. Um, it's going it to run... 60 minutes? 80. 80 minutes. 80 okay. minutes. And the average run of all of the episodes so far has been 68 minutes and 20 seconds. So, for example, last week's... That was a long um, episode. 78 minutes. Okay. 80, so it's yeah. going to be a good long one. Yeah. So that's what we're going to know about that. And um, there's a ton of predictions out there. Blah, blah, blah. You can read it. Yeah. I mean, it's everywhere. I don't know when I'm going to watch it. I've been here. I've watched with Casey side by side with Casey, you know, just for, you know, years, yes. however long this show has been on. It used to be on in the summer. Yes, it did. When it first right. started. Yeah. Yeah, but, um, I, you know, I'm going, I'm taking my mom to Vegas. Yes, and, you are. And on Sunday morning, and we're going to Pitbull on, on Sunday night at Planet Hollywood. Ah, puppy. Hi, <laughs> puppy. But I think uh, the hotel probably has HBO on demand is what I'm thinking. I'm uh-huh. sure they do. Yeah, right. so I'll just watch it, you know, whenever. Oh, my God. And my mom has never watched it, but I'll make her watch it with yeah. me. And she I won't. feel like there would be a, even a viewing party at one of the big screens oh, or something. I would, I, yeah. You no? couldn't pay me to go to that. I don't want to sit with a bunch of people and... I, you know, that I don't know, like, that are all going to be talking and then yelling at the TV. <laughs> I just want to be either in my house or... Okay. Well, Casey and I were in Vegas, we, or not Vegas, New Orleans. We watched it and we didn't go out to, you know, dinner and music until like 10 o'clock at night. We just watched that because it came, comes on at 8. We're like, we can't go out. We can't go out and have fun in New Orleans. We have to watch Game of Thrones with everybody else in America. Of course. So, well. <laughs> and luckily being in New Orleans, you know, no big deal. Go out at, you know, 10 for dinner. There's a music. ton of parties oh, in yeah. Vegas. Yeah. There are. I'm sure. All over the country. Yeah. Mm-hmm. I'm not going to one of them, Julia. Okay. I'm partying with Pitbull, Mr. You know, that was my mom's request. P.S., by the way. That she wanted to go to football? Yeah. Where is he playing at? Planet Hollywood. Oh. In the Britney space. Um, space. Okay. They're, Planet Hollywood is doing what like Caesars is doing, and they have like people coming in for four limited weeks. runs. Limited runs, mm-hmm. and Mister Worldwide happens to be um, available. 
Yeah, I, uh, May, you know, he took, he, I didn't even go see him in at the Jazz Fest. He played at one of the stages. I told Casey, if I'm anywhere near that stage, you won't be able to drag me away. <laughs> oh my gosh, you know, Lori. Don't let me go on that side of the racetrack. Lori, this is what you want to do. What? Game of Thrones viewing party uh-huh. and full contact medieval fighting tournament <laughs> afterwards by the Nerd Bar, <laughs> Bar and the World Medieval Fighting Championship. Oh, yeah, because they have It's that at the there. Nerd on Freeman Street. Oh, my. Downtown. Yeah. Oh, oh my gosh. Yeah, that's funny. Oh, well, it's good to know in case... In case my mom would like to, you know, dress up. There's a ton up, of them. You know, I could maybe, I could shape her into uh, maybe Aria. She's short enough. Give her some eyebrows. Oh, Lori. The last time Brown A plastic sword. There's Cheetos-inspired cocktails at the hot <laughs> right, house. Listen, we come back. We're going to listen to Thanks for hanging out with us. So happy it's Friday. I want. I have a joke. I have a joke that involves Sharon Madonna. Oh, okay. knock knock. Who's there? No, no. Did okay. you hear about the big fight that Madonna, Sharon, Jewel, and Fabio had? It was over wig. Wig. No, <laughs> they're no longer on a first name basis. Ah. Oh. Bada bing. Bada bing. <laughs> I was trying to find someone else besides Jewel and Fabio. Right. It's kind of dated references there, yeah. but. You know, Cher and Madonna are not dated references. No, no they aren't. They are showing us what 60 and 72 looks like. And Madonna, who, uh, you know, is not dropping in tomorrow night, but Cher is dropping by the Excel. I'm yes, so, she is. So excited. Uh, by the way, I think Monday is Cher's birthday. Is it? Oh, it is. I think so. 73 on Monday. Oh. I so think. we can try to sing happy birthday to her? Well, I don't know, but um, I was at the salon today with someone who we ran in at the Target Center the last time we saw Cher when Cindy oh. Lopper opened. And remember Cher was in that gilded cage going yes. around and the sound yes. went out. Yes. <laughs> and it was right in front of us. We're right in front of us. And we're just, but oh. I was like... I was just like, oh, God, this is the closest I've ever come to share. I know. Because really, I think, I mean, is she not your friend in your head? Like, Yeah, you, she's she would be. Yeah, because there's something so... Is, do you feel like her friendship is stronger than your friendship no, with Madonna? No, I feel like she's... Yeah, she'd be far easier friend. Far easier <laughs> yeah, friend. I'd I really so. have to be on my toes with Madonna. <laughs> oh, my gosh. In fact, she might not even like me anymore. Oh, Lori, you always be- swore that she would like you and not well, me. Well, I know, but that was... That was before a lot of shallow reasons. <laughs> that I am going to. I was to, ahead of the curve on I that I am one. going to be above the fray, and All I'm right. not going to say anything. But no, I mean, I could be caddy. I mean, if you want me to be caddy, I could be well, caddy. I, if I want you to be, I yeah. you be whatever you want to okay. be. So Madonna, Madonna, this is what song is this from her? It's Madame called the, X? Future. the fourth song. Though. No I was song. wondering how many. Yeah, because none of them seem to be sticking. No, <laughs> <laughs> that's a good way to put it. <laughs> okay, wait a minute. Understatement but of the year. Also, on the other hand, to be fair to Madonna and a friend of uh, all of ours who is in radio, just said it's almost impossible to get airplay. 
um, with the way music is structured now with free rate, you know, radio that yes, you get that in your car and stuff. Very true. Okay. That it, that it, it's ageist and country. It's sexist yeah. and ageist yeah. and yeah. probably yeah. the same yeah. with pop. It's like it's like they haven't quite figured out some of the maybe the radio, uh, the conglomerates that own some of these things. Yes. Their formula they're very tight with. So I get why you well, know we people play have Madonna. No, I know, but I get why, you yeah. know, that's why nothing is sticking. But so far, I mean, not one of those songs has stuck with me. Mm, no. no. All that is stuck with me is the eye patch. And I'm wondering, she's really <laughs> committed to that eye patch. And I would just say that, remember, Madonna, just because you have a fashion Moment. dream, you wake <laughs> up in a fevered dream. And you, you want to be a pirate. Yeah, for one song, you don't. It doesn't have to be. You don't you have, have to, to be that. Per, you don't have to be eye patch lady the whole way through. It's. Uh, it gets old. Well, maybe not only she, maybe that, she has an eyelid that's forgetting to blink. <laughs> well, like that, like mine. Yeah, yeah. I don't think and, so because she's alternately posting um, photos of her because she's got the prettiest eyes. Yeah, she does. You know, why cover up the one and then the one eye is all sweaty and then sometimes she has to. She switches the eye patch. She's not always consistent left to right. It's just like. I had noticed that. Yeah, it's just. Lori's an eye patch connoisseur. She's on the watch list. Sometimes you get a great idea, you can back down from it. That's the beauty of like what being. Changing your mind. Yeah, yeah, Madonna. Well, in the videos for the other songs, well, she's she's not wearing the eye patch. That was just the first one. Just the first one with Maluma. After that, no no eye patch. Well, so Lori on her Twitter. On her Twitter page and on her Insta, she does lots of. Close-ups of her grill, and you know, I I feel like the nine and the ten-year-old are helping her do this site. Yeah, and you You're know, so funny. I feel like the nine no, they are, the mommy. That'll be real. no. It really, it's there's no mark I'm of a millennial if on any this. Any Madonna's in the top one hundred right now? No. Okay, let's listen to her song "Future" with Quav, Qu- Quavo. 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 Okay. Now everyone is coming to the future. Now everyone is learning from the past. Not everyone can come into the future. Not everyone that's here is gonna last, gonna last. Not everyone is coming to the future. Not everyone is coming from the past. Not everyone can come into the future. Not everyone that's here is gonna last, gonna last. You ain't woke. Come get woke in. Give a broken. Come get hope. Come well, I like this one. This has like, you know, I can break this Mixed in at the club with some yeah. other song or something. I mean, you'd never know it was Madonna. Oh my gosh. Wow, that could just be, you know. Right. Well, there you go. That's I like it. the name of her album, Dark Ballet. It's not Madame X? No, it's Madame X. Is it? Yeah, I it's Lori, Lori, I, I <laughs> oh, Dark X. Ballet is the next song. Lori, oh, okay. Lori <laughs> honestly. See how much this is not sticking? <laughs> we, we, but we sat and talked about it. I'm a yeah. nun. I'm a yeah, teacher. Yeah, no, Madame. I'm, I'm, I'm trying I'm, to forget. <laughs> <laughs> you are. She's not in well, the Hot 100 okay, right now. No. None of That's her songs. four songs. There's 11 to go. So, because she did 15 songs. My on favorite this. song is number one right now. The Medi- Medellin? No. No, no. No, Old Town. Oh. The, featuring oh, Billy Ray Billy Cyrus, Cyrus and yeah. Little Nas. <laughs> yeah. I love it. 
And, you know, Billy Ray had to go on that album because the country people weren't playing it because Little Nas is a black dude, like typically more rapping and stuff like that. Well, so it's not but, a country song. It's not a country song, Lori. I know, but it was getting country airplay. Yes, Donnie. Oh, oh okay. It was, it was a scandal. It was just like, uh, this is how... I this love is, you. you no. Here she goes. Well, yeah. no, but Reba has pointed out about the women, but there were also people, and Billy Ray, they thought it was, I just because it's a crossover hit, why are you trying to music block them? Uh, so <laughs> Billy Ray Cyrus did this song. Uh, yeah. And to make, make a point. This is a new, because yeah. we're sick of <laughs> the other blocking you always yeah. talk about. I like it that you music blocking. blocking. Yeah, Madonna's fashion blocking. Yeah, Madonna gets I, blocked. Well, she isn't in it at all. No, I know. The, the, the number... The, did Medellin get like even to the top 100? Did it crack? No, the top I am 100? in the top 100 right now. Mm-hmm. The th- number 100th song is called Faucet Failure by Ski Mask, the Slump God. <laughs> <laughs> That's a great name. I know. That, yeah. Uh, so that uh-huh. is no, number yeah, 100. It's, and it's, it's yeah, so there stuff we go. doesn't fit anywhere. Well, well, that fits in a dance club. Yeah. That, the last one, yeah. That I one, like that one better. Yeah, yeah. I do. Okay, mm. let's play the um, the Bruce, new, Bruce? Yeah, the Bruce Springsteen Bruce. one. Now, this okay. is where he's channeling maybe a little Roy Orbitson, and this is the second of his hits from his new album, Western Stars, that's coming out in June. So, Madonna's June 7th, Bruce's June 14th. Yes. All right, good. And we liked his first song, and he was trying to tap into the 60s and 70s old California-style music. Okay. So, here we go. This is called There Goes My Miracle. Sunrise, sundown, the streets gone golden brown, harbor skies above, searching for It's good. Yeah, it's definitely in the higher register there. I love it. We never hear him sing no. clear. Yeah. He's using no, more gravelly gravity. voice. I like that. That was really Did you good. say music station blocked? Is that music what? blocked? Music blocked. Yeah. Okay. I'm writing it in the it's notes. Like getting uh, you know blocked at a bar, and that's called something else. Rock no. blocked. We are. This is for the old home. Yeah. Because because like where will Bruce Springsteen? These- where will there goes my miracle get played? Uh, and our albums. The, there are album stations that will play okay. him. The Current might play him. Yeah, okay. Yeah, they I probably think he would. has an easier time Yeah, finding places to show up. Well, because, well, I mean, yeah. Just Everybody that was of, had great music in the 80s is now in an oldie station. <laughs> well, not Bruce. No. Not really. Not not really. No. Madonna, I feel like. Madonna, you hear her stuff. Oh, her on, older stuff? Yeah, oh, it's probably. all on yeah, the, the 80s, 80s, oh, yeah. 80s stuff. Yeah. Yeah. 80s yeah. classic. I like it. I all like right. that song. We I just never too. hear him sing like that. No, I like it. Okay, listen. Uh, we have to call London. And no, we're not. Unfortunately, Harry is not available. <laughs> Neither is Archie. <laughs> but we're talking. Feels better. Feels better. Feels hey, everybody. Welcome back. Thanks for hanging out with us. Well, if you uh, are a member of our book club, and let's uh-huh. face it, who isn't? Uh, <laughs> we're very, we're very excited. Uh, we are talking to Candace Cardi Williams. This is her new book. Her, she's her first, first book, novel. and it's called 
Queenie, and oh my gosh, this book was something else. Yes. And <laughs> we really related to it, Queenie, even though we are a couple of white Minnesota uh, gals. We related to your, your uh, character, Queenie, because we've been in our 20s, and it's a wreck of a confusing time anyway with sex and what are you going to do with your career and all that kind of stuff. And I don't know. So we, we got to have you yes. tell us about the book. Tell us about the book. Hey, so uh, Queenie is uh, about a 25-year-old black woman living in London uh, who is going through lots of the stuff that you say, um, lots of confusion. Um, but we basically join her when she's 25 and she's about to go on a quarter-life crisis is what I'm calling it. Yeah. Um, and it's kind of sparked off by the fact that she's in this really great relationship that she doesn't really, she doesn't really know how to navigate it, even though she's been in it for two years. Uh, when that breaks down, she goes on a really big spiral. It's really, really, it's really bad. It's not great. It's, it's, it's such a, it, you know, I think that um, they're, you know, comparing it to kind of like a Bridget Jones diary, but I think that doesn't give this the value and the this book is so interesting it's so much deeper mm-hmm. i love bridget jones diary but i just love this character and how raw she is and relatable and you're how you're able to write and make us feel like we are holding hands with queenie through her journey thank you so much that's really kind um the Bridget Jones thing is an interesting comparison, um, just because, you know, it's like young women, you know, just like working and like navigating the London world. But I think, you know, when I really think about it, there are some comparisons, but my main thing that I really like is that her best friend is called Darcy, and obviously yes. Bridget yes. is after her, Mr. Darcy. Yes. Um, and, you know, it says a lot about actually now what um, what we're looking for, and friendship actually is the thing that kind of, you know, that's the thing that gets us through. It, and it, it totally is, because the the, the romantic life, uh, it changes so much. You know, you said, <laughs> yeah, you yeah. know, um, in some of the things we were reading, you said that your motivation for writing Queenie comes in part from your own experiences. Can you tell us a little bit about that? Yeah, so when I was around 25, I had a big breakup, and I did not know what was going on. Um, but Queenie really is like a fictionalized, like heavily fictionalized version of the stuff that I kind of went through and the stuff I experienced, and actually lots of the ways that the men uh, that I was trying to date spoke to me mm-hmm. and also work. And so she's kind of reminiscent of me, but I'm much more sensible than she is. Yeah, okay, that, yeah. And- you know, and it's it's about this young black woman growing up in London, straddling two different worlds, mm-hmm. and mm. and I was just struck by some of the things that I've never experienced before as a white woman. You know, right? It, it, we, it's just such a different experience, and your writing just makes such just gave me such a bigger understanding yeah. of what it's like to be you know African American mm-hmm. and growing up today. Yeah. Mm. Thank you so much. I mean, you know, when I wrote it, I didn't have any grand plans for it, any grand ideas. I was just kind of like, I want to represent Mm -hmm. the women like me who actually, we aren't all strong, we aren't all sassy, we are very vulnerable. And I think a lot of us, you know, we try to navigate the world with the strength that we think that black women should have, that we've seen before. Um, And also, you know, characters that we have in books and in films and TV here in the UK and across the pond, it is, you know, it's lots of really strong, sassy women. And I was kind of like, I aspired to that for so many years and it just wasn't working out. And I was trying to be this woman, but, 
it felt like a failure when I couldn't be that. And I was like, no, I think, you know, we've kind of just got to be us and be vulnerable and, and weak and fail and ask for help. Yeah. Yeah, that's interesting. I, I I feel like Queenie, if she were a real person, like she would um, be best friends like right now because this book has come out and people mm-hmm. are enjoying it. They'd be, they'd be good friends. Lizzo and Queenie. Lizzo. <laughs> uh, <laughs> you know who she I is, right? Love I love her. I interviewed Lizzo not long ago and I was so starstruck by her because she has this amazing energy she's like the sun and i was like this would be queenie's big sister yes in in in, in an ideal world and and lizzo is like 32 so she's passed because you know julia and i have talked about this before we're talking to candace cardi williams about her book queenie how for both of us as young women we both had a 20 you know quarter century crisis crisis and i think it's way more common and maybe typical than than it is not and uh it's just a real trying time and i bet it's even more trying now i think it is i think you know we're exposed to so much obviously the internet shows everything that everyone's going through and we understand that but also i think you know it's weird because we have the language to understand what we're going through and that almost makes it harder because i think we're like when we understand it why can't we just fix it but it's not like that you just have to you know go through the thing Right. Um, but yeah, I think now times are really hard and especially for women. And I think movements like Black Lives Matter and Me Too, they're mm-hmm. great movements and they show us that we aren't alone and that we aren't, we, we aren't invisible. But also, you know, there's a lot of pain everyone is carrying and we have to, you yeah. know, we have to be responsible and access it. Right. You know, okay, so there was a Philander Castile. Um, yeah, he's mentioned. Yeah. He's mentioned in your book. So that kind of struck us, obviously, being from Minnesota and the cities. Um, what yeah that was I just we loved this book so much yeah. Lori read it and I listened to it thank you so your audio oh, version you. whoever narrated was brilliant and did the oh, voice incredible so well but one of the things that I really could relate to is I was I got divorced like within the past five years five years ago or mm-hmm. something and the dating sites and the in the immediate familiarity people have mm. with sexual with sexuality mm. through these online dating sites hers was okay cupid in the book yeah and and that just kind of struck me as how no one you know how you immediately go from zero to 200 yeah at the most vulnerable time, time in your life <laughs> yeah yeah and you feel like you know and i think where your value is at that point sometimes you feel like you should go with it and often you feel like you should be grateful yeah and that's the hard thing about them because when this is being you know as women we are effectively taught that we should aspire to men desiring us yeah so when you're going to a point when you're like oh okay i'm lonely i've lost the life that i thought i was having as soon as a man says something you're kind of like oh not great but i should please them in some way you know i've had some really shocking things said and sent to me Mm -hmm. um on dating sites and you just kind of think you know you would never ever say this to me in the real world you would not have a call yeah um but the way that I think, you know, I think it's so easy to, to, to do that from, I mean, on the whole, women don't tend to, to behave in those ways because, yeah. you know, we are 
um, respectful. I think, you know, often we want a meaningful connection. Not everyone does, and that's fine. Whatever you want is fine. Yeah. Um, but I think just the way that socially we're taught to engage with men, you know, we effectively bend over backwards, as it were. Yes, it's, as it were. I it's know. Just, it. This book, if you're just joining us, we're talking to Candace Cardi Williams. The book is Queenie. Yeah. I mean, brave, brave, brave reviews everywhere. Lori and I loved it. Yeah, and this Candace, book. and you said that you had interviewed Lizzo. What is your uh, day job besides night, you know, the. Uh, writing your book uh, so i worked in books i finished working in books today in you fact. Did. oh you did um, yeah today was my final day oh my um, gosh you worked so, in publishing yeah i did i mm-hmm. did uh, i worked in, in at penguin in london um and i also am a journalist as well which i kind of fell into because there was this um i'd done it a long time ago and basically it's a time now where newspapers are saying okay it's they, enough to send uh, you out on tour you know, Exactly. So, yeah. yeah, exactly. So I'm doing lots of stuff. Oh, well, congratulations wonderful. to you on your retirement. Yeah, that's why. And, and just keep <laughs> writing. And, you know, I feel like I would want to know more about what happened to Queenie, just FYI. And I think Julia would agree. <laughs> um, but Candace, uh, we have been really shocked at the racist uh, crap that the, the British tabloid press throws at Meghan Markle. We're really like, what is wrong with those old guards clutching their pearls? And why can't Queen Elizabeth get them to stop doing it? That's exactly it. Well, I mean, you might have seen the other day a uh, radio journalist. He tweeted yes. a picture of two people and a, a, baby, a monkey dressed up and said, you know, the royals arriving home with the baby. And he was instantly fired. Okay. Um, well, but that's... that is not... You know, that's it's bad, but I think, you know, he was obviously fired because it was the royals. But, you know, that sort of racism is endemic in our society. <sighs> and it really is the people who are, um, the people that people listen to who are able to get away with these things. I think that's the first instance that anyone, anyone's actually ever had the trot for yeah. it. But the way that she's treated here it is terrifying and appalling and shocking. And, you know, a lot of us black women, we defend her. Yes. Um, well, we yeah, defend we her, just so you know, in Minnesota. We're no, like, no, of we course, have, of course. We've called it out because it has been upsetting. It's really horrible. But, you know, we just kind of think, imagine if she were, like, you know, yeah. like, you know, her mum is obviously a black woman. She's mixed race. But right. imagine if she were black on both sides. But, oh. you know, it, already she's so beautiful and, oh. you know, you know, she, you know, she's so beautiful and kind. And, yes. And lovely and, and graceful. With I it. love and, that you know, she's walking really on the clouds. She's doing we the Michelle a, Obama thing. We have Candace. We mm-hmm. have to switch gears again yeah. really quick. What's the last great book you read? Uh, the last great book that I read was, ooh, this is so fun. I'm, I'm really bad at reading when I'm writing. <laughs> All right. I'm writing again, so it's a funny time. But the books I really am enjoying is uh, Black Leopard Red Wolf by Marlon James. Oh, okay. the guy who yes. teaches at McAllister. Yes. Yeah, yeah, yeah. But amazing. I, that's an amazing book, right? A fantasy? Absolutely. Okay. All right. It's mind-blowing. All right. Oh, gosh. And is Queenie going to be a movie? Uh, she's going to be a TV show. Oh, she oh, is. Oh, we can't wait. Okay. Candace. <laughs> thank you Congratulations so thank, to you. Thank and- you. And lovely talking to London. Thank you. So lovely speaking to you in Minneapolis. Okay. Yes. Have a good day. All right. Bye-bye. I loved her voice. She was so bubbly. I'm telling you. <clears throat> this book is something. Yeah. Yeah. It really it, is. It really, it really was is. profound. And mm-hmm. if you have a 25-year-old or a 20-year-old something, they would get a big.